Welcome to Integrity Inspire, your daily dose of inspiration and motivation, featuring the bright and talented members of the Integrity Marketing Group family. Now, here's your host, Integrity co-founder and CEO, Brian W. Adams. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Adams. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Inspire podcast. Really excited to uh, to catch up with you guys this morning. And, and I got to tell you, we've got an incredible guest that I'm uh, excited to uh, catch up with and, and to learn more about and for you all to learn more about. Um, but before we get, get started on that, I just want to uh, just say that um, I want to thank everybody for y'all's commitment on uh, continuing to uh, just do everything we can to better serve our agents, uh, especially in times like these and times that we're going through. As an essential business uh, that serves literally millions of people, uh, millions of people depend on us to do our job every day. And, uh, and, and the, the more that we can do to serve our agents and help them, uh, the more uh, opportunities we have to serve more people, and uh, so I just want—I just want to just reassure everybody and just just uh, encourage everybody. Continue following all the safety guidelines and protocols that we have. Be be uh, certain to, uh, to just make sure that you're doing everything you can to wash your hands and and to wear your mask and and um, take care of your workspace uh, to make sure that everybody around you is is. Um, uh, safe and secure during this time, but also rest assured. I mean, there's a reason that we are recognized as an essential business is because, uh, especially in times like these, people want to make sure that they have the best life and health insurance coverage uh, possible. And so, it's been amazing to see how much we've grown during this time as a business, and uh, continue to uh, be able to help others. And so. I uh, just want to thank everybody uh, for that, and thank you for just uh, your commitment to to doing more and more every day to to better serve Americans uh, through this time. Uh, well, like I said, I'm I'm very excited about today's inspired guest and all that he's already accomplished. I mean, this is this is a young guy that uh, has done so much in uh, the insurance business in his career. And, uh, and and it's exciting to learn uh, from from others uh, and just kind of understand about how they've gone about being successful. And I had I had one of our uh, partners um, um, text me the other day and said, "What do you what do you think are the main characteristics of the partners we have here in Integrity?" And I, I didn't hesitate. I said, "Humble and hungry." And uh, and 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 really, really, what what that means is, is people who have great humility and uh, really want to serve others, but are also really hungry and hardworking and willing to go out and just go the extra mile and and do everything they can, and just outwork anybody. And uh, today's podcast um, guest is one of those guys who is incredibly humble, but also incredibly incredibly hungry and hardworking. Uh, Mr. Tyler Lansing from Heartland Retirement Group is, uh, was announced the other day as, an, as a partner here at Integrity. Uh, but Heartland, under Tyler's leadership, and, and I should also say his wife Angela's leadership, um, has 
grown into something just incredibly special and and they're growing incredibly fast but what what you will find is that there's very few people who are as humble and down to earth but also hard working and just said I can do this and I will outwork anybody uh and Tyler has just continued uh to do that and has just built this business into something that is incredible uh and and just continues to serve Americans with their their life and health insurance planning needs um and we're all thrilled to have Tyler as part of the team he's he's uh, laser focused on growing his business but doing it the right way he, and he also understands how to keep his team energized uh in his own energy and enthusiasm for the insurance business and also life has had just a real positive effect on everyone that he comes in contact with and he's just another one of these impressive young dynamic leaders that we've added uh to the integrity partnership um and and I I can tell you there is like we are just getting started and by having these humble and hungry and hard working uh young dynamic leaders it's going to be a lot of fun to uh see where we can go from here and so it's an honor to have Tyler and Angela in in the family here at Integrity and I'm excited to have Tyler as our special guest here to learn more about what what really drives uh this success and what drives especially at an early age just this ability to un- overcome obstacles but also uh just be able to to stay with uh this commitment to serve others. So Tyler, thank you so much brother for for joining us today. We're so excited to uh to just learn more about your story and uh how we can all, you know, continue to grow from that. Tyler, thanks man. Thanks Brian. Well, first and foremost, uh you know, it's an honor, a real honor for me to be here uh, and be part of the Integrity family. As I mentioned on the introductory call, it's just we, myself, uh, and Ange, and, and our entire company feel beyond blessed to be part of uh, Integrity and have the opportunity to be surrounded by so many awesome leaders and dynamic people that are that are willing to open their doors and, and share best practices so that at the end of the day, all the agents from all the companies and all the customers that uh, you know are insured by all of our agents uh, can win on a day-to-day basis. So, so thank you for having me. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, spend a little bit of time with you here today. Man, I, so, I, uh, I, 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 man, I love, I love. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Is, is as you get introduced, you're, you're thinking of, you're thinking other people, and uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That humility that I think sets you apart. So let's, let's do this. Let, let's, let's talk about how you grew up. You know, I, I've heard a little bit about your story, but uh, if, if you don't mind, let's, let's just start talking about. It. Get, tell us a little bit about your background, your childhood. And then how you came into, you know, the insurance business because you took a windy road to get here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up in a little town, uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Not real little, but uh, 40, 40, 50,000 people, uh, known as kind of the armpit of Omaha, Nebraska. Everybody knows Omaha, kind of in the middle of the country. Council Bluffs is, uh, is just across, just across the river. Uh, so born and raised in, in Council Bluffs uh, by two pretty awesome parents uh, who. Uh, were divorced uh, when I was fairly young, 13 years old. Uh, I was an only child. So no siblings and uh, kind of typical Midwest uh, childhood as an early age. Uh, you know, we played, played a lot of sports, uh, ran around until the streetlights uh, came on. 
all that kind of good stuff, you know, pretty safe community, uh, you know, kind of grew up uh, the first, you know, all through elementary school, I met the same group of friends. And then as you, uh, you slowly grow up, you, you start to meet new friends and kind of life takes you on all, all different uh, paths. But uh, kind of at, at an early age, sports was kind of my thing. Uh, you know, it was, was a pretty decent athlete at, at a young age. And, and it was kind of one of those things, like when your athletic ability peaks at like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, you kind of figure out, okay, I'm not going to end up on TV playing sports. Um, and uh, that was kind of for me. I loved it, but uh, my uh, my peak uh, on the ability side, uh, I think, peaked at a very young age. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. I talk to my parents all the time. I'm so very close to, to both my mom and dad. And, and at a very early age, I can remember thinking about, you know, success and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, tangible things like, you know, living in a nice house and having nice things and be able to provide for other people and all these things. And and I watched my parents, a uh, very, very middle-class family. Uh, my dad worked for the phone company, um, retired here, I don't know, five, six years ago, spent 42 years there. My mom was a secretary, uh, administrator at a glass company, stayed home with me when I was young. So, um, you know, well, we had what we needed. It was it was never, you know, uh, on the upper tier, uh, you know, of the community for sure. Um, we definitely, you know, didn't go without. But I figured out uh, fairly early on that in order to to have the things that I wanted in life and to go provide the life you know, that I wanted to live, I was going to have to work. So knowing that uh, sports probably wasn't going to be my path, because uh, I think, you know, back when I was growing up, everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan or, uh, you know, as can think, or Mark McGuire or something like that. I had to find a different path. Um, and so when I was 14 years old, I figured out that I, I could start making money. I could uh, go out and get a job and get a tax ID and, and uh, get paid to do do things. Um, and so I applied at high B. I I think it was about a month after I turned 14 years old, uh, I got a job bagging groceries. And at that time, I don't know how the rules work today, but you could only work a certain amount of hours per week uh, because of school. And I, I think it was like 12 hours a week. You could work, I think, three, four hour shifts uh, was what it was back then. And and so I did that. I was bagging groceries as a freshman in high school and, and just, you know, working every hour I could. And you know, we're, we're making a whole lot of money back then and, you know, 25, 30 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, about a year later, we, you uh, you could start increasing your hours as you got older. So at 15 years old, I think you go to 15 hours a week. And at 16 years old, you go to 20 hours a week. And, and I was just figuring out, hey, I, I want to work every hour I can, even even so much so that uh, in the summers, I would I would convince the, uh, the manager's IV that, you know, I would stay late if they would, you know, give me a six pack of Pepsi or a bag of Doritos or I would do whatever it took, right? just to, uh, I wanted to be involved. And I think I was kind of the, I, mean, I don't want to say poster child, but I was kind of that, uh, you know, what they look for. And, you know, this kid's going to be on a career high V path. He's, he's learning how to bag groceries. He's learning how to check out uh, customers. He's learning how to do the dairy department. In the frozen. I just wanted to do whatever it took because I saw, I saw these managers and these other people uh, at an older age, you know, kind of having, having nice things. And I think at a young age, you think about, you know, uh, that like having nicer things, right? And, uh, and so I was kind of following this path uh, through high school of, of I'm going to be on this high B career development path and I'm going to be a manager and a shift manager is what they called it. And then maybe have my own store someday. And, and then I got to be about a senior in high school and I figured out, man, I, I don't know if I want to live in a grocery store the rest of my life, you know, partly because uh, I don't know, I spent a lot of hours there in the last three or four years during high school. And, and I figured out that uh, there was other opportunities out there. So I graduated high school uh, ended my, uh, my high B career, if you will, after four years, I think it was at that time. And, uh, I got an opportunity to start selling at the Omaha world Herald newspaper. And I'd never, never done sales before. 
um, didn't know anything about it, saw an ad in the newspaper and it said, you know, you can work, basically you can work evenings around college and, and you can make good income if you can uh, have conversations and, and sell the newspaper. So I'm like, what the heck? So I go in and into this, uh, back then kind of the smoky field dark uh basement <laughs> call center if you will uh and uh so I, I roll in there and and i get this script and they give me these lists and they have uh, dialers or anything like that you get a, a list of what they called uh like new movers people that had just bought a house or moved into an apartment and try to sell them the newspaper right and so i figured out <laughs> pretty quickly that the uh, selling uh, the newspaper was a pretty good knack for that. I, I enjoyed talking to people and, and you could make some pretty good income. And, and after a couple of years of doing that, I said, wow, if you could find something where you could sell something full time, what kind of financial situation could you, could you put yourself in? Um, and so I graduated, uh, I say graduated, I got an associate's degree uh, after two years of college uh, at a community college in Council Bluffs, still living in my dad's basement um, at that time. And uh, was planning to go back to school to get a bachelor's degree because, you know, everybody said you got to get a bachelor's degree to ever get anywhere, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so I put my ad on monster.com, my resume, I should say. And I got a call from a guy. Um, my email address said my initials and in Cubs. And a guy calls me and says, basically, his introduction to me on the phone is, hey, I see you're a Cubs fan. Tell me more about that. And I'm like, who is this? Who is this guy? And, uh, and it happened to be a guy by the name of Ryan Shockey, uh, who's an integrity partner now, a uh, lifelong friend of mine. And he called me because of that email address, not because of my resume, because I figured out quickly that my resume didn't, didn't really provide much other than an associate's degree and, and a little bit of sales experience. So I get it, go in for an interview. Um, he's a Cardinals fan. That's why he called me, I think, more to just kind of uh, razz me a little bit about the Cardinals success and the Cubs lack of success at that time. Uh, actually still to this day, uh, to be quite honest with you. But, um, so I go in for an interview at, a, at a, an insurance company. Um, and I'll never forget. I, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was interviewing for other than it was a company and they sold things and it was insurance. And I knew I paid auto insurance. And that was about the extent of my insurance uh, knowledge base. So I, uh, I talked to my parents and they said, well, you, you better dress, you got to dress up. Well, I didn't have any dress clothes really. I mean, my, my high, my white high V shirts that I'd worn through high school were stained from, you know, working and all this kind of stuff. So I, I roll into Dillard's with a, uh, as a 20 year old with a credit card and I get a, a nice blue shirt and a tie and a pair of khakis and some dress shoes. And, uh, I go into the interview the next day and I close press and earring in my ear and probably wasn't your prototypical, uh, let's, let's give this guy an opportunity. I was young. I didn't know much about anything, and I probably looked like, uh, as Ryan would say, a young punk kid uh, back back in those days, and he, he still reminds me of that. So I don't know. I don't remember much about you. I remember specifically what the office looked like. I remember it was small. I remember Ryan's office. I remember there was no computers, and I remember his color pamphlet, and I wish I still had it to this day. I, I held on to it for years, and I, the hour conversation we had, I remember him writing upside down with a red Sharpie and explaining to me that if you can help basically three people a week, you can be very successful. You can become financially independent. And the takeaway for me as a 20 year old kid was, I saw this guy sitting there who looked, didn't look much older than me at the time. Um, and I saw pictures of his family uh, behind him. And I remember him saying, the greatest thing about this career is you're never gonna miss a little league game, a school play, a doctor's appointment or any time with your family. And at the same time, you're gonna have to compromise your financial situation. 
And so I go home really, really excited about this, right? I'm on cloud nine. I got an opportunity, my first real job interview. And they really told me, hey, you can have a job here. And I, I go home and I tell my dad about it. And my dad at that time, he spent 30 years at the phone company, digging ditches and climbing poles, you know, blue collar uh, worker. And he says, got to be a scam. There's no way you can go out and do that, helping three people a week and, and you know, have financial independence. That, that can't be real, right? This is before, you know, you can Google, you know, and, you know, what careers are and all this right. kind of stuff. This is, this is when AOL is getting started on the internet, right? And uh, so I tease him and I go in for an interview with the phone company, which is what, you know, he thought it would be a good fit for me. And he kind of worked some uh, back channels to give me an interview. And, and I just, I couldn't see myself doing that for, for the rest of my life. I was never the type of kid who, who enjoyed going out in the cold or in the hot, you know, summer. I'm just not a manual labor type of person. I can barely use a screwdriver. Uh, my, that's kind of my wife's cup of tea. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And uh, so, so I go get my insurance license, and and Ryan basically provides me an opportunity to come work in in this company with him. And at that time, they were uh, a really small office. I think there was a couple hundred offices, you know, uh, as part of the company, and they were near the bottom. Uh, but I saw a guy, an individual with this this crazy burning desire to be successful, who was always excited, always positive always energetic. And I'm like, if I can follow that guy and be, you know, half as successful as him, that's going to be a pretty, pretty good thing. And I really just became a sponge uh, from day one. Uh, I always say that I hit literally the career lottery by the first real job I had was working with a guy who ended up becoming my lifetime mentor um, and really just opened his arms and his doors and said, let me show you the way if you do, the things that I show you and tell you and teach you, things are going to work out pretty good for you. And I just didn't, I didn't overthink it. At least for the first couple of years, I did start to challenge him uh, a little bit a few years down the road. And that was all in good fun though. But, um, and so I just followed him and about, about nine months into my career, um, I had an opportunity uh, to meet a, a couple individuals who became Ryan's boss at that time, uh, Jim Sweeney and Clay Legette, who were also partners of Integrity. Uh, they had taken over a territory for Ryan, and uh, I got an opportunity to spend a day in the in the field running insurance appointments with uh, with now the founder and owner of American Senior Benefits, Jim Sweeney, and this is back 20 years ago. So within the first year of my career, I was exposed to some legends, uh, in my opinion, in the insurance industry. And when you're when you're surrounded by, by people like that, you, you try you try not to overthink things. You're just like, okay, the blueprint's already there let's take let's take a piece of what they're doing run with it and if you want to tweak some things you can tweak some things and so i just got really lucky to be surrounded by a bunch of successful people uh and then figured out if you work really really hard and you know you're the first one there and the last one to leave usually the harder you work the luckier you get and that's what i did uh, i didn't overthink it um and just went to work every day about six years into um our uh partnership or him being my, my boss and me being kind of his right-hand person. Uh, and mind you, he, he went against the grain early on by promoting a 20, at that time, a 21-year-old kid into starting to manage people. And um, I'll never forget uh, the first uh, agent he gave me to train was like a gentleman in his 40s who had more sales experience than I had life experience. And, uh, you know, to Ryan's credit, he, he really just believed in me and gave me an opportunity and said, I'll support you, I'll back you, you know, follow this path. And, and when you're training these people, uh, I'll never question what you're doing, just just believe in the process. And you know, I'll be forever grateful for that because he, he could have, you know, when it went with the grain and said, 
you know, listen to these people who had more experience and, and, you know, went with them instead of this young punk kid. But he did it. Um, and through that, uh, like I said, we started a pretty awesome partnership. And so about six years in, we decided that, um, you know, we, we would leave that opportunity and, and start uh, doing some more independent uh, type things and got hooked up with a couple of companies doing some independent stuff. And that lasted a couple of years. And then we circled back around working with Jim and Clay at American Senior Benefits. Um, and at that time, you know, we'd, we'd built an office of about 30 agents in the hybrid independent model, um, got connected with ASB, and we decided we needed to, uh, to expand from Omaha. We were still in our home base of Omaha. And Des Moines, Iowa seemed like a pretty good location. It was a couple hours away, uh, easy to get to. And so we opened a second office. This is um, early 2010, I think it was. And uh, I decided to, uh, to commute back and forth a couple times a week, stay in, stay in hotels and, and do that type of thing. And after about 18 months of doing that, uh, my wife uh, decided, hey, we're having our second little one. Uh, you know, staying in hotels and being away from the family is not really what I don't think either of us want. So she decided to put her, uh, her career on the back burner. She was, uh, for seven years, a high school English teacher. And uh, she said, you know what, I hope you're in the office. Uh, and understand I'm not going to get paid much, if anything. But uh, I think that's what's best for our family. So we uprooted our family. And, and uh, I know you're from a small town, Brian, as well. And we never imagined leaving Council Bluffs, Iowa. I mean, it, you know, if you know anything about Council Bluffs, when, you, when you're from Council Bluffs, not too many people get out of Council Bluffs or ever leave Council Bluffs. Uh, kind of a, you're there forever. And we, we plan on being entrenched in the community for, for our whole life. So it was a pretty scary thing. Uh, you know, we uprooted our family and we moved here um, nine and a half years ago and, and uh, really kind of lived on an island by ourselves for the first year, not really knowing anybody other than our work family and just put our heads down and uh, start, start growing our business. Um, in the midst of all that, Ryan and I had a, had a uh, amicable uh, split and he was going to run his deal and we were going to run our deal. And so we founded Heartland at that time and uh, just started building brick by brick. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, all, where we are today, I mean, the majority of all that, you know, credit goes to, to Ryan and, and his uh, foresight to, uh, to let us kind of part ways, uh, know that it was probably best for the two of us. Uh, we kind of hit that time horizon of working together where we'd accomplished, you know, we were, some things we were pretty proud of and, and uh, helped develop some people, but we were kind of, um, hitting a kind of a stalemate, if you will, where we had some ideas and he had some ideas and, and coexisting probably wasn't what was best for the whole organization. And by splitting off, even though we, we each took a step back intermediate, you know, temporarily, that allowed a bunch of other people to grow long-term. Uh, it just opened up a whole um, another uh, avenue of opportunities for, for other people to get into to leadership and grow companies and all these types of things. And like I said, I'll be forever grateful for, for him having that foresight. Um, and so we just started uh, growing brick by brick. Uh, I'll never forget our first office here. I, I had an office and from my office, I could see Angie's front desk and she would pound phones calling resumes and I would pound phone call, pound phones calling resumes and, and a couple guys here that are still here, Brandon and Aaron, uh, who are key uh, parts of our company. And, and they just helped us build it and slowly but surely identify some more people The you know, Nick, tribal one of our other right-hand people here and, and we just started growing and you started getting more and more people uh that want to be part of of something special and, and we used to bring people in and say you know we aren't going to have the, the flashy office or or you know some of the things you might see at some of these big companies we're competing against but we have a burning desire to be successful we're passionate about helping people and we're going to never uh we're always going to put you know the agent first we're never going to take a back seat and tell you that we can't support agents that's always going to be the most important thing for us is to help you achieve 
you know, greatness and help you get wherever you want to go. Um, and most importantly, you know, our mission from, from day one is just to have fun, help people and, and work hard. And if we do that, everything else can take care of itself. So it was a slow growth for the first three or four, even five years. You know, we built it up to 25, 30 agents. Uh, in the last three or four years, it's kind of exploded uh, because we've just added a bunch of really awesome people that have decided to, to partner with us and run their business as part of us. And, and um, you know, I figured out, I think it was about three years ago, Brian, that, uh, you know, when you empower other people and, and you stay out of their way, amazing things can happen. And, and uh, it was about three years ago that my wife, Ann, said to me, you got to get out of people's way. You know, mm-hmm. um, you got to quit holding people back. Um, and you got to let people grow and you got to let people, you know, do what they want to do, uh, with your support and guidance, obviously, but, uh, you have some successful people here in the company, but they can be a lot more successful if you go more shoulder to shoulder than kind of above them, if you will. And, uh, it's probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. And when I started doing that, um, I realized that, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are far more, you know, more talented than, than I would ever be and, and sharper and, and harder working, all those type of things that's where greatness happens. Uh, and then the trickle down effect of all the people that they've impacted is just really awesome to see. And, and I get, I get a front seat to all those, those things that are taking place. And it's uh, man, it's humbling. It's uh, it's absolutely awesome. But our, our vision from the beginning, Brian, and I don't want to you know, take up too much time, but our vision has been to, to be a company that was uh, you know built by the agents and for the agents because it's their company. And we've told everybody from the first day that they started here, this is your company. Um, you know, you are going to be, uh, you know, the decision makers, you know, within reason. Doors always open and, you know, let's build a company together and a company that all of you can be proud of. So that's kind of our story uh, well, wow. from 30,000 foot, uh, if you will. Yeah. Well, and man, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And just that, that's what I was talking about whenever we first started about the passion and that humility and that hardworking kind of hunger that that you have uh, I, I love the fact that you know you, you remind me of andrew taylor one of our other partners that was literally bagging groceries and now as a as a partner at integrity and has built an incredible business and and just kind of your story and, and it, it's fun to see a lot of these stories of these partners kind of weave together that uh that people you know, had these various like, you know, backgrounds, right? And and one one of the things I was just thinking about, just the success that you've had, right? And and I love the fact that as you're talking about Ryan Shockey, who's just an amazing person. Uh Ryan, you, you were just talking about is as you've started kind of getting out of people's way and giving them the opportunity to grow and kind of walk shoulder to shoulder. When Ryan also did the same thing with you, which is what Jim Sweeney and Clay Legette and all the other great guys there at American Senior Benefits have, have also done. So let's all just come shoulder to shoulder. And what we've seen is even this, the, the extension of that by joining Integrity and how they've said, hey, you guys all should, should join as well has just been an incredible success story but as as ryan kind of said he you know he took a chance on you i, I love the, the stories that he's told about this long-haired kid with an earring coming in and all that type type stuff and how he took took a chance on you but then also like you guys kind of saying let's walk shoulder to shoulder and let, let's go a little bit different way how how much that's helped you kind of flourish and then as, as you kind of realize that and that that progression of of um, you know just leadership overall, 
um, how much is given, you know, more people um, opportunity. But one of the things that, that I think about is think about how many people, because um, success doesn't happen immediately, right? And it doesn't happen overnight, but how many people did Ryan Shockey meet with that came in that might've been more qualified, may have been, you know, more experienced, whatever that is, um, but just didn't stick with it, right? That just didn't say, yeah, hey, I'm just going to stick with this thing and 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 get to that point. How many people had their had their dad say what what your dad said? Of this must be kind of a hoax, right? I mean, there's no way that this can be successful, and you need to do you need to go, you know, in in his path and, and working at the uh, at the phone, you know, phone company or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, it, it's, it's amazing the people who stick with things and just have that commitment um, and, and are willing to just grind it out. Uh, and we've got, man, I could go through so many different partner examples of, of people who've, who have that same story and how much more success they've had, including Jim Sweeney. And one of the first podcasts we had is he, he was talking about he had 600 contacts before he got his first appointment and, uh, and, and just being willing to stick with it and think about how many people, um, you know, he's been able to help. So, so, you know, first of all, I, I got two questions for you. So <clears throat> what did your dad say whenever you really had success? Because it, it's, it's, uh, that, that's an interesting question, I think, because a lot of people say, man, you can't do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, hold my beer and watch me and you'd actually do it. Right. And then it's like, oh, my God, what what was that? So I'd, I'd love to hear what your dad, what your dad thought about that. And then secondly, uh, what advice do you have for others who have just been like grinding it out? I mean, there's people on this call today, I'm certain that are just like, man, is this is this ever going to really happen for me? Uh, what advice would you have for them? You know, so so kind of a funny story, right? So I, I said I mentioned I was living in my dad's basement uh, when I yeah. first started, and I, and I have, I lived there for about the first 18, uh, 20 months, somewhere in that ballpark of my career. And uh, <laughs> so my dad, I don't think ever really grasped uh, the, the success that I was lucky enough to have at, at a fairly uh, early stage in my career until. I happened to leave, it was February of 2002, I happened to leave my 1099 uh, laying on the uh, coffee table or end table in the basement, because I lived in the basement, and uh, I had earned more income in basically my first year in the insurance business than my dad was making in his 30th year in the, in the phone company business. Oh, wow. And uh, now while I look back now, I think that Man, I, I, I feel bad about that because um, he's he, my both my parents, you know, such hardworking um, mm -hmm. individuals, you know. So, um, but um, thinking thinking today, so he said uh, you probably you probably should maybe uh, either pay me rent or uh, maybe maybe get a, get a different place, like maybe get your own place. And uh, and I, and at that time, you're 21 years old, right? I made X, <laughs> you're earning X amount of money. You're spending just as much, right? Because you're young and. And I'm like, well, I don't have any money. And he's like, well, I see your 1099. And, and so it was probably some of the, once again, a good piece of advice that said, uh, you know, let's get your own place. Um, so I went out and bought a house. And so, so it was very uh, kind of a come to Jesus, if you will, around, whoa, okay, now I got to become adult. So I'm, I'm having success in business. Things are going great, but I'm still living in my dad's basement. It's awesome. 
to, oh, okay, now I'm an adult, right? Now, now I really got to buckle down. But uh, so that's uh, that's kind of how that happened. Uh, but, you know, God bless my parents. Like I said, they, they've been so awesome and so supportive, you know, through, through everything. Um, but uh, as far as advice, you know, what I can tell people is, man, there's been uh, over the last 20 years, you know, whether it's my store or Ryan's or, or the agents that are sitting in workstations right outside of my office right now and our leadership staff and, and multiple integrity partners, right? All of us struggled, right? It, it didn't come easy, I don't think, for probably any of us. It's been a brick by brick thing. We've all got doors slammed in our face. We've all got hung up on. We've all had, you know, a, a nice annuity sale go backwards because, you know, some other financial advisor got involved or a long-term care case that we thought we were going to get paid on didn't pay out because of a health condition that we weren't aware of. And all those things are like, like hurdles, right? Uh, but none of them are a wall, right? They're all just uh, the obstacles to overcome. And I think the most important thing that we tell our agents is you just have to stay committed to the process every single week. And, and one of the things we talk about all the time is, you know, run 15 to 20 appointments every single week, no matter what happens. And one of the things I learned really early on in this business, Brian, is no matter how good you are, you're going to have one great week, two good weeks, and one bad week every single yeah. month. And the difference is when you're new, the bad week is like you didn't earn any income, didn't help anybody. And the good week is, is it is what it is, right? And the great week is where it is. And as you, as you have success, the bad weeks all, all of a sudden become what your, what your great weeks used to be. But that, that up and down never changes. It's just the, 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 the volume of it changes, right? And so I always remind the agents is in any four-week cycle, it's, it's great, good, good, and bad. And you control what the ebb and flow of those things look like. And if you consistently see 15 to 20 new faces every single week, you will never fail. It's just a law of numbers. It's just math. We say all the time, it's just math. And the math will always work in your face if you see 50 to 20 people every single week. And we, we allot for the fact that all of those negative things or obstacles that I mentioned happen those will always happen, no matter how, how great you are or inexperienced you are or anything in between. Those things always happen, right? But if you stay consistent with the activity, the activity takes care of itself and success will take care of itself. And it's so interesting to see people get frustrated by, by those obstacles, but they're not a wall. They're not there to prevent you from being successful. There's just simply a detour. And you just got to continue to keep your head down and you got to continue to stay enthusiastic no matter how bad the news is or how good the news is. You know, we watch agents all the time. They go out and have an unbelievable week. And then all of a sudden Monday comes and, and they go play golf or they do this or they do that. And all those things are fine, but you have to have balance in everything that you do. You know, just because you have a great week, well, that's a perfect opportunity to work even harder the next week. And if you have a bad week, well, that's an opportunity to work even harder the next week, right? And so that consistent dedication to activity is what's going to dictate success in my opinion wow man that's so much to that and i i love that that visual <clears throat> that you just painted about it's it's uh it's an obstacle but not a wall right, right. and so um you know and, and building it brick by brick like i think <clears throat> especially in today's environment where you can pop something in the microwave and it's ready or yep. you can you know, you can you can just jump jump into it. You get get information, you know, so quickly that we expect it all to happen just <clears throat> overnight. But nothing really worth having happens that quickly. Um, and and staying sticking with it uh, and looking at things as 
um, I, I loved what you also said about the harder you work, the luckier, the luckier you get. So that that's such a good point is, <clears throat> you know, it, it's uh, somebody, somebody told me one day that I was an overnight success. And I was like, man, I've been doing this 17 years. You know, at, at the time I was like, if I knew it was going to take this long, I'd probably done something else, but it was just right. one of those things. Right. just like, like, just stick with it. Just keep, keep growing, keep, keep following uh, your process. And, uh, and, and that, that opportunity will, will follow. But uh, man, Tyler, we are so excited. And I think everybody on, on this podcast will now understand why we're so excited to have you and your entire team at Heartland joining the Integrity family and just kind of the fact that uh, combined by all of us being together, there's really no limit to uh, what we can achieve. And so uh, we're honored to, to be your partner. Really appreciate you joining today. And, and uh, I know that there's people that have heard this message that, uh, that, that are needing it at this moment in time and go, man, I, I need to stick with her. I need to focus on this is not a wall. It's only an obstacle. I got to find a way over it. And, uh, and so, man, thank you so much for blessing us with, uh, this message this morning. That's what we needed and, uh, excited and proud to be your partner, my friend. Well, the feelings are mutual. And, uh, like I said, I can't thank, uh, you and the entire integrity family for, for welcoming us and, uh, just opening your arms to, uh, you know, bringing us into the family. Uh, we'll be, uh, you know, forever grateful for the opportunity to, to be in such a, uh, such an amazing group of people. So, so thank you for having me and, and let me share, you know, kind of our story. I appreciate it. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thanks for all you do. And can't wait to uh, come alongside you shoulder to shoulder. Uh, I know we've got some guys on this call that would like to say congratulations to you. So I think Clay Legette is, is on the call with us. Is Clay with us? I am. Can you hear me, Brian? There, there you are, buddy. How's it going, man? Uh, just fine. Thank you. Uh, Tyler and uh, Ange, congratulations. This is a big day for you all. Fantastic people, Brian, and the other partners that are on this call and the employees of Integrity. I have to tell you that uh, uh, we're talking about the cream of the crop within American Senior Benefits uh, and absolutely uh, uh, all-star people in the industry. Uh, I remember when Tyler came into the business, he was like 20 years old, I think, when, when I first met him. And uh, they've just built a powerhouse based on putting people first. You know, it's always a simple equation. You know, you do the right things for the right reasons, and great things always happen. And uh, uh, Ange and, uh, and Tyler uh, treat their folks, uh, you know, as, as equal partners, have for years and years and years. And I have to say, we have a fairly dynamic group of uh, career uh, uh, leadership within American Senior Benefits, and we're talking about adding the absolute cream of the crop of our company uh, as a partner to uh, Integrity. So congratulations to the entire Langston family. Uh, I just think it's absolutely awesome. And if you're going to go to war, you want to go to war with people like Tyler and Ange, his wife, and uh, just just great people. And I, I couldn't be more proud uh, to call you a partner. So awesome. Thank you, Clay. That's awesome. So, so you met. So hold on. So Clay, you met you met Tyler when he was twenty. Um, so Tyler, how, how old how old are you now? Let, let's just 
tell everybody. I, I'm not going to ask you to give your cell number. I, I was on a call one day. Well, first of all, I gave my cell number to everybody one day, one day on a call, which is fine with me. But I asked somebody else. I think it was Mike Newton at Tidewater. I was like, okay, hey, Mike, uh, give everybody your cell number. He was like, what? Uh, but, so I'm not going to do that. But tell me, how old, how old are you now? I'm 40. Just turned 40 last year. 40? So 40 years old, um, I, and and listen. Well, first of all, I'm four, I'm about to turn 45, and it kind of turns downhill after 40. But but uh, listen, I I think it's amazing. I, I was just in. Uh, I was talking to some investors just the other day, and they asked me. They were like, "So, what are you doing? Is just a pure succession planning play? Just adding a bunch of people who are ready to retire?" And I'm like, "No. Like, you should look at Andrew Taylor." Um, I, I mean, we we just uh, just announced Paul McLean, and those guys are in their early 30s. You just turned 40, and we've got John Bettis, who's uh, he's not even 40 yet. I mean, you got some amazing, amazing people that uh, that are really just hitting their prime and uh, enjoying you know, enjoying integrity now to take it to the next level. And so, uh, man, I'm excited to uh, excited to have you and, and be able to to do that. We've actually heard from Ryan on the uh, Inspire podcast. Ryan Shockey actually had Kendall sing a Prince song for uh, for his wife. Uh, he pretended it to be him, but Kendall actually sang a, a uh, was it Purple Rain? I think it was. I can't or, or, or most beautiful girl. I think it was. But uh, Ryan, are are you there with us? I am. Can you hear me? There you are, bro. Was yeah, it, what was the most beautiful girl in the world? Yeah, it was. I, uh, yeah, I, you got to know what you can do and can't do, and that singing is uh, is definitely one. But I'm responsible for that 20 year old 20 years ago. You know, I uh, I was going through my uh, database and saw that his email, even though he's a huge Cubs fan and I'm a huge Cardinals fan, I called him anyways and uh, brought him in, and he had the long hair and the earring, and uh, I hired him anyways, and, and the rest is history. But uh, hey, congratulations, Tyler and Angela. So proud of you guys. Um, we've been through a lot. Tyler and I were partners uh, for basically for the last 20 years. Uh, we've been through a couple different uh, setups as far as companies and things like that, but uh, came over to ASB as partners. And uh, talk about passion. Tyler's got that. Uh, we, As Clay mentioned, we got a good one here for sure. Uh, like I said, I'm so happy for him. Uh, he deserves it. No one works harder. And no one develops people better. Uh, Clay mentioned that he's got a team over there of just killer people that are just like Tyler. They're, they're mini Tylers. And uh, um, glad to have you as a partner again, dude. Thanks, brother. All right, man. You too. Thanks again for uh, joining us today, Tyler. This was just such a, a fun morning. Uh, I could I could keep going on and on uh, with this opportunity just to, to even learn more from you. So I can't wait to, to get with you next time and uh, spend even more time. But uh, keep up the great work. Keep inspiring others and, uh, and, and keep helping people. So thanks, everybody. I hope everybody has a blessed week and uh, look forward to um, continuing to have more great calls like this. Take care, everybody. God bless you all.